Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, Homo sapiens. Um, not on a walk today, because um, it's dra- draining. Well, it's raining, actually, although that is quite draining. I'm going to say it's Maison Centrale here. You know, that light, fine mist of rain, which can actually be quite romantic, but not today. I'm in the warmth. I'm sitting in my little study. There's a packet of lint chocolate next to me. Um, I've lit a little joystick. Which, interestingly, so Busaba, do you know Busaba, the restaurant in central London? They're a chain. They burn this amazing incense when you go in there. And I went in there and said how much I loved it, because I go in there a lot. And the very nice man said to me, you can have some of the incense. So he gave me a a chunk of it. Isn't that nice? So I, um, that's what I'm burning. I think it's lemongrass and it's a lovely, lovely flavour. Very soothing, um, not too sweet, so I can highly, would recommend. Other things I would recommend. Um, Who has been watching One Day? First things first, if you are, are you okay? Now, the two leads, Ambika Mod and uh, Leo Woodall. Ambika was in This Is Going To Hurt. Blew my mind on that. Now she's in this. It's based on the book one day, David Nichols' book, incredible book. And then Leo Woodall, who was in White Lotus, scene stealer, he plays the other lead. And it's this love story. I'm not going to say any more if anyone hasn't has or hasn't watched it. And listen here. It broke me. It was really, really... I. It's 14 episodes, all about half an hour. And I've watched the entire thing across two nights. I've barely slept. <laughs> I'm so tired. But yeah, it reminds me of how I felt watching normal people. And I think it uh, really unlocks the idea of longing and missed opportunities and the imperfect nature of life and love. Yet you can't escape the truth if you love someone, you love them. And I, if that's your jam, as they say, Stop what you're doing. Find someone who has a Netflix account if you don't have your own. Go round to their house. You know, take some crisps with you. Always take something. And rinse their Netflix subscription. Mm -hmm. That's official advice. Then write to me, hello at homosapienspodcast.com and tell me 
what it's like to cry your eyes out nonstop because I need to share notes with somebody. It's been a lot. And I loved the book. Um, and I really feel like they have translated the book in a beautiful, beautiful way. So, yeah. Who else is also watching Feud, uh, the Truman Capote thing? I don't know. I haven't been able to get it here, but I'm sure there's somebody out there who's managed to watch it. I want to know what it's like. Um, and any, anything else anyone's watching? Write in. Hello at homosapienspodcast.com. Hey, um... Another show I know everybody loves, RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Well, today we've got the winner of the latest series, Ginger Johnson. Um, ooh, went up eight octaves there. Fascinating conversation about mental health, actually. And what's next? Because, you know what? Kindness does win. And if it wasn't Harry Styles who taught us that, Ginger is like that. I really, really love Ginger really interesting person who I think went about Drag Race kind of differently to everyone else. And that's what made them stand out. So that's coming up in a mental. Um, but first, are you caught up in our latest episodes, people? Uh, it's been Fashion Central, fashion designer turned international superstar ceramicist, Henry Holland. Uh, he came on the show. Before that, we had Harris Reed, And then we also had Atamare Guabadia, who has written the most beautiful book of poetry. So it's been terribly highbrow around here at Homo Sapiens Heights lately. Lovely messages as well. Lots of people saying how much they love the chat with Henry Holland. Someone saying they've listened to it three times. Infinitely on Instagram said, I really enjoyed listening to your conversation with Harris Reid. I mean, lovely to hear. And lots of messages about something else, actually, asking for returns on the live show, which is on in London on the 29th of February. Me, Tom Allen, Susie Ruffle are hosting a podcast crossover live event. Like-minded friends is their podcast. Homo Sapiens is our podcast. We're doing a one-night-only live mashup called Like-Minded Homos. Now, check the link. It's in the bio. I think we might be sold out. But there might have been some returns and people were asking about returns. So have a look. Get involved. We've got to come. Now, if you're coming... You need to write to me and let me know at Homo Sapiens on Instagram or open your email, hello at homosapienspodcast.com. The email needs to read like this. Hi, Chris, I'm coming to the live event because then we can all say hi. There's going to be a disco afterwards. It's a party. It's a party for us all to get together, get to know each other a bit better. Take this community IRL. And we've got so many funny things planned. All I'm going to say is there are prizes. And if you know Tom and Susie's podcast, which is really funny and you must listen, have a listen. You might have a clue as to what the prize is. Hmm. Now, time for our chat with Ginger. Let's go listen. Here you go. It's not like news night. What is it like? It's been like Lorraine. I've been on Lorraine. Oh my God. <laughs> that is a beautiful compliment. <laughs> Does anyone call you Donald? Just my mum. Right. When she's in a bad mood. But all your mates call you Ginger? Yeah, pretty much. Because I met most of them as Ginger, so. Right. And I've got a really stupid real name. <laughs> Donald's a lovely name. Donald MacDonald is my actual uh, I know this isn't a visual medium, but I need to talk about your <laughs> jumpsuit because it's fucking amazing. Who? So it's really colourful. I think there's penises on it. It's cats. It's cats. It's cats. <laughs> that says a lot about your mind. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it really pussies reminds... rather than penises. <laughs> yeah, this is this this is where I could get into trouble. But it's um, tell me about it. Um, we'll have to. We'll post a photo. It's just a jazzy jumpsuit. I like to wear. You know, it actually started. I think during the pandemic, mm. um, I shaved all my hair off because mm. my hairline was receding, and I was sort of giving up on it entirely at that point. Amen. Uh, yeah. And then I started wearing a mask like everybody else. Right. And I looked really scary. Like uh, no eyebrows. Yeah. No, like no features whatsoever. Just like terrifying egg person. Okay. Um. So, and I didn't like how it made people interact with me out on the outside world. So I started to dress like a toddler, basically. Uh, or like a 90s kids TV pre- presenter, which is yeah. what a lot of my friends say I look like. Um, and primarily for other people just to show like, hi, I'm definitely an idiot and yes. not threatening in any way. Yes. Uh, which was something I wasn't used to. I wasn't used to people interacting with me like that. And it was a real change. Um, mm. So it started like that. And then um, now it's for me. I just like looking really silly all the time now. It's fun. But I love it. Ginger was saying before we started, I think that this setup reminds him of Lorraine. And I think it's the best thing anyone's ever said to me. Is she quite quietly... LGBT activist Oh, absolutely. She yeah. was the front cover of Attitude at one point, I believe. And she's been a guest judge on Drag Race. She was in drag on the front cover of Attitude magazine. I think it was Attitude. Anyway. Really? Yeah, she is. She is. She loves the queens. She oh. loves the queens. And um, I think it does sort of spread past the love as well. You know, but I mean, the fact that she had us on her show, she had Michael and Tamara and I on the show. Did um, she? Yeah, that's, that's big for daytime breakfast TV. Did you have to go on in drag? Yeah. Right. Because Bimini came on this podcast and was talking about... Yes, I listened to that one. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And being asked to go on this morning and they said you can only come on in drag. How do you feel about that stuff? Actually, I kind of prefer when people want me to turn up in drag to anything because that is much easier to do. <laughs> you know, like I don't, I don't you have, don't to, have worry to find about... a penis jumpsuit to well, wear. Exactly. And like, yeah. No, I, I don't have to worry about what I'm going to look like or how I'm going to present because you know she's already she, she's there. So I just get her out of the cupboard. She's you know? on a hanger. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, how long from start to finish can you put on the whole ginger look? I like to have about two and a half hours. It's always two and a half. I like it? to have two and a... well, that gives you time to like have a drink in the middle of it, watch something on YouTube, like wow. relax. Like, wow. like, well, you know, like sometimes you get, it's boring. This really? is the thing I'm finding now. I have gotten a lot quicker, especially since Drag Race, because you have to do it quite quickly in yeah. the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find, I've been doing it 15 years now. So sometimes wow. I get halfway through and I'm like, I am so bored of this. <laughs> <laughs> Just the actual process of doing it, you know. Yeah. But um, I can do it in about an hour and a half now. Oh, okay, and the fine. horrible thing is, I look exactly the same. Sometimes better. It, well, <laughs> sometimes if you just do it quickly, you look exactly the same. But don't you think that I always find I dress best when I'm hungover because you just oh, don't right. think about it, you know, and you just grab things and then it's sort of like it's a nice look. I try not to do gigs hungover. <laughs> In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, 
May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. How do you feel about being someone whose work is so part of nightlife and how you have a natural real life in and around that? Mm. How do you square that? I don't really like nightclubs, never really have liked nightclubs, mm -hmm. but did spend a good 10 years of my life rolling around on the floor of a nightclub dressed like a quality street. You know, that's just happened that way. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I think part of the reason I ended up performing in nightclubs was because it gave me a reason to be there mm -hmm. that that maybe the socially anxious part of me felt like i needed a reason to be in a nightclub but the, it wasn't good enough just to be there to go and have fun or make friends or do any of those things yeah i needed i needed a reason to be there so that i felt like uh, i had the right to be there and then everything else kind of came secondary to that but it's not so much that now i don't really well i've been in a lot more clubs recently than i have in the last few years mm. um but I prefer to be in the theatre. I like when people sit down and they're nice and quiet and they've come to see me and really, really feeling really great. <laughs> and so do I. <laughs> uh, and good, clean, fun. So, mm. and what's that? What's the distinction there, do you think? In a nightclub, there are so many distractions going on. You know, you're basically, you're mm. kind of part of the, you're part of the decor of the nightclub almost. Mm. Whereas in the theatre, you are the event. And there's a there's a chance to tell a story in a theater that you can't really tell in a nightclub. Um, and also, a lot of nightclubs, you maybe expected or wanted to do pop music. I'm not really that much into pop music. I'm not a lip syncer. I'm not a dancer. You know, I'm more of a storyteller. I do quite a lot of comedy and live singing and that kind of thing. Yeah. And that doesn't always really fit in a nightclub setting. And also, you've got to be up to like four o'clock. Absolutely no way. I know. I've done my years of that. I did, I did, and I really did it for a long time. Yeah. And now I, I don't need that anymore. Well, it's funny because loads of DJs say that as well, like what you just said about why you, you know, it's like a DJ is an easy way to be in those spaces to give you a purpose, yeah. but not have to participate in quite the same way. Yeah, I think I think drag is that for a lot of people. Really? You know? Yeah, well, it's the ultimate smokescreen, isn't it? You know, it, it gives you a function, even if you're not being paid to be there. You know, your function is to be part of nightlife. And also, like, people behave around drag queens as if they know them already, right? There's this weird thing. Yeah, especially when they've watched on TV for 10 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's something I'm learning a lot about now. So, and do you get that out of drag as well? or is? Yes, yeah. I do. I get people shouting, that toilet's blocked at me across the street, uh, which <laughs> I actually really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I can't wear that green jumper anywhere anymore. Right. <laughs> That's over. And but no, I, I like talking to people. So I love when people come and say hello. And do do people sort of say hello and have a laugh? Or do you feel like people come and tell you their stories? And Oh, it depends. You get a whole, a whole range of things. Yeah. Sometimes people just want to say hello, like literally just say hello. And that's lovely. Yeah, you that's know, lovely. sometimes people want photos. Yeah. You know, sometimes people want to tell you their trauma. Yes. Um, and you've got to either be ready for that and open to it or have a way of saying, you know, I'm not available for that at the moment. I'm mm. not particularly good at that, though. I tend to just go, uh-huh, 
and let them get it out. Because where if they're telling me, that means they need an outlet for it somewhere that they don't currently have. So yes. say it, go for it. Wow. You know? And what's your, if someone really starts emptying their heart, what's your tactic? Is it, do you give them a hug? Yeah, I give hugs. Mm-hmm. I mean, hugs, and, I hugs and drag. Hugs. <laughs> <laughs> hugs and drag is hard because it's yes. quite a precarious situation. And, you yes. know, you don't want them to pull the hair or anything like no, that. But I please. think I like, I try to make any sort of interaction somebody has with Ginger, whether it's in a, a social passing way or whether it's when they come and see my show or where they, they engage with something that I've done on the internet because that mm-hmm. is a relationship in itself. I like for people to leave those situations feeling good about themselves. You know, okay. I think that is the function that, or, or at least that's my function within drag culture. Mm-hmm. And it's one that I set out to do very specifically from the beginning, partly because of what we were talking about, about me not, not really feeling uh, comfortable or secure or very socially gregarious to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I can be, if I can be that for somebody in a club situation, then I'll do it. Of course I will. It's fun. But you really think about what, what drag is and its purpose and what and also what that means to you and how you're going to fit into the pantheon. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that's changed as well, right? Where, where are you at? Well, I think it's constantly changing, really. It has to be. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's almost like being a priest where you commit yourself to God. You know, yeah. I am committed to drag. This is it. I've made these choices in I my life. Yeah. And I have every intention of following it all the way. I want to drop dead in high heels and a wig. Yes, please. Great. Um, so unless you are open to, to that experience, changing and growing as you would a normal human, mm. that's going to get really boring. Yes. You know? So... Um, and I just like adventures. I love throwing myself down the hole and trying to dig my way out of it, you know? Really? Yeah, I love that. That's why I went on Drag Race. That was the whole point of doing it in the first place. It was just, a, it's like the world's best assault course. It's like ultimate ninja for gays, you know? It, how did you not feel like you were in free fall every day? Oh, I did. Yeah. I absolutely did. Really? Yeah, it was terrifying. But the buzz is from the risk, you know? Anything that you can do that, challenges you and if you're going to fail then fail in a really gleeful way mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. then um anything can be exciting like that where does that person come from like is that are your family like that uh tell me about um i think it came for me because i knew that i'd chosen this stupid thing to do originally i trained to be a writer mm-hmm. i was on a course a script writing degree course mm-hmm. and um the people that were on the course with me maybe weren't as um engaged in the material as I was, let's say. Uh, And then we had a module that we shared with the acting students and I met the acting students and I thought, wow, this is, this is fun. So I moved on and moved on to do the acting course. And then I sort of fell into drag through the process of doing that. And I think there has, in the past, there's always been something in the back of my mind that's like, you better make a really bloody good go of this because, you know, you... You've, you've made this stupid choice. Right. You might as well be the best one at it, you know? Yeah. So I think there's an element of that. But also, I just, I love doing things. What were you like as a kid? Uh, I don't know. I have slept since then. So I'm not, I'm not sure. What was I like? But quite precocious, I imagine. Really? Yeah, definitely an attention seeker. Uh-huh. I've, I've, I've been, I started performing really young. I started doing magic tricks. Brilliant. And I used to put on magic shows in my local library when I was like 10. 
And then I started doing kids' birthday parties. I did Punch and Judy shows. And quite often I was like older. I was younger than the children whose birthday it was, basically. <laughs> uh, I mean, were you being paid? Yes. Yeah. Who was taking that money? Me. Okay, good. Yeah, I wasn't getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but no, I started to do kids' birthday parties. And then I got my sister got a job at a theme park mm -hmm. near where I lived called Diggerland, which was somewhere you could cool. go and drive JCBs. And she got a job in the shop there. And I remember being really jealous that she had this job. And she must have been about, she, she was maybe 15. Mm -hmm. So I would be like 12. Mm -hmm. So I went up there and said to them, you're going to give me a job as a clown in this theme park. <laughs> and I set up my Punch and Judy theater. And I used to do Punch and Judy shows. And I was also the mascot for the theme park called Metal Mickey, which is a great big inflatable costume that was an, uh, an electronic screwdriver, maybe? Or like one of those, what's that uh, called? A uh, pneumatic yes, drill. Yes, yes. I think it was a pneumatic drill. And it was like a big, like, blow-up suit. And I used to go out and walk around in that as well. Um, <laughs> so you're a hustler? Oh, yeah. But this ticket company didn't need a magician. No, not absolutely a magician, not. I mean, Punch and Judy. I think the guy that ran it just thought it was hilarious Aww. that I did it. I actually, I did a bit of a business deal with him. I wanted these new puppets for my Punch and Judy show. And um, they were expensive. It was maybe like 500 pounds for this new set of puppets. Whoa. So I wrote to him and said, um, you know, would you sponsor me and give me the money to buy the puppets? Mm -hmm. um, because it'll, it'll raise the level of entertainment in your theme park. It's actually in your interest wow. to give me the money to do this. And all power to him. He came back to me, wrote back, and he gave me, he gave me all the money and he said he wanted half of it back in a year's time. Why do I feel like I'm talking to someone who's been on Dragon's Den? <laughs> yes, well, it was very <laughs> Dragon's Den. I think I thought I was on Dragon's Den. Uh, yeah, so he gave me all of it. He said he wanted half of it back in a year's time from that day. And he worked out how much I'd need to earn each week to do that. God. Um, and within two months, I'd done so many kids' birthday parties, I paid him back the whole amount. And then I left the job at the theme park because <laughs> I was You're too busy. Warren Buffett. <laughs> Maybe that is your next thing. You need to go on Dragon's Den. Drag Dragon's Den. Drag Queen's Den. <laughs> well, Deborah Meaden. Is, Deborah Meaden's not, not far off. It's not the business. It's not the business and money side of it that's interesting to me. Okay. It's everything else. It's the it's the the pitch. Yeah, you know that's really fun. So okay, so we've done with. Age six, we've had four jobs. <laughs> We're on earning like good money. You're paying national insurance. <laughs> <laughs> what happens next? And did you know you were queer? No, not at all. Really? I didn't know any queer people. I didn't know what it was. No idea. So when did all that come about? Um, if it has, of course. <laughs> well, I'm still on the fence, actually. <laughs> um Properly, mm. when I went to uni, I think, and I really? actually met some, you know, I'm, I'm, I went to Catholic school. Mm. There was no talk of anything like that at my school. Mm. This was in a time when it wasn't really front and center in mainstream culture at all, either. No. You know, like if you stayed up late enough with the volume on one, you could watch Graham Norton. And yeah. not really, still not really knowing what that was, but knowing mm. that it was like spicy. Yes. But not, not really until uni did I settle into the idea that I might be gay. Uh -huh. And then it wasn't until much later, really, that I truly sort of accepted myself as a queer person mm -hmm. and started to chuck off the kind of baggage that you collect along the way until you get to that point. Well, it's a lifetime's work, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs>
It is. Um, I'm doing it an hour a week. Um, yeah. <laughs> here on this expensive podcast. as well, isn't it? <laughs> Hello, end of part one. Chat with Ginger. Switch over to part two. You know what to do. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.